I'll just give a little intro to this morning, and then we'll get things set up. Um, as I was preparing this week, and as you know, we've been going through the book of Acts, and uh, a couple of things happened that just made me just feel like we're supposed to do something a little bit different uh, this morning. So as I was preparing, just felt, poof, I just think we're supposed to do something else. Wasn't sure what that was. And last Sunday, Pamela and Ogler shared from Matthew 9, and about take heart, and about our sins being forgiven, and Gary shared about, you know, where we can get our hopes up when they're in Christ. It might not be getting our hopes up regarding our circumstances. And then this week, just being on Facebook, Instagram, everything, just seeing everyone sharing, or so many people sharing about just what a hard time it is, and winter, and COVID, and isolation, and we kind of have sometimes people on both extremes of being almost bored and isolated and disconnected. And we have some people who are just absolutely maxed out. And because of COVID and everything, they're busier than ever. And people just struggling. And it's okay and it's good to acknowledge those things. But how can we speak into those things? So I just thought God just wanted to kind of take a time out and... Uh, so this morning, I've asked Gary if he'd just maybe share a bit. I'm going to interview Gary. Most of you know Gary, and I'll just, we'll do a quick intro. And walking with Gary through these many years, and just even on the last year, just, and I just thought it'd be good for maybe Gary to share some of his struggles, to be honest with us, but also some of the things he's learning. And I think it's encouraging for us, uh, and I said, Gary, I would t I'd say this, is like, for someone like me, I look at Gary and think, you know, why, you know, surely of anyone, Gary wouldn't struggle with X, Y, or Z. And boy, to learn if he's struggling, then it kind of gives maybe permission a little bit to say, hey, we can be honest with God. We can honest with each other and say, whew, we're, we can be real with one another. But it doesn't stop there, that God meets us and God draws us and God feeds us and God teaches us and molds us and shapes us. So Gary, why don't you come and we'll get some things set up here and uh, we'll get you to share a bit more. So just give us one moment to get set up. All right, Gary, thanks for joining us oh. this morning. And Gary, I know most people would know you, but just in case those maybe online or people new to our church might not, why don't you just give a quick sort of brief little history of just what you have been doing for many years and then the transition that you've been in and what you're doing now. First things first, I'll ask you to hand me that stand over there, yeah. if you don't mind. Oh, you got one over here. Thank oh, you. Perfect, Jody. Good. Thank, Thank you. you, Jody. Excellent. We value Jody in so many ways, and she just comes up with new ways that we appreciate and value. Amazing. Jody. Thank you, Jody. <laughs> All right. Well, as Joe said, uh, we've walked together uh, in serving and in friendship for quite some time. How many years, Joe? You would know 20, exactly the day. 26 years in 20, March. 26 mm -hmm. years. So we've, <laughs> we've been together in ministry and in friendship uh, for 26 years. And uh, Joe's a valued friend. And uh, we've uh, been through a lot together. And so 
Just a, a little bit of a, an update on who I am. If you don't know me, my name is Gary Gallant. Uh, I've been part of Christ Central Church now since almost the beginning. So going back, uh, how many years has this church been going? We were since 96. 96. So Older we millennia, century, decade. Yeah, so we, I guess, 97, 98 in that range uh, since then. So uh, I am... I use the word, I don't even like the word, and I read an article somewhere the other day where they talked about using a different word for retirement <laughs> because we've got to find a different word. But anyway, because it, it evokes all kinds of different images. But I am um, a former uh, public school educator, so for 34 years I was a teacher uh, and then administrator in the public system here in uh, the city and uh, for the last 12 years or so of my career, I was a district office coordinator, uh, supervisor, and then a school administrator. And it was the last eight years of my career at Devon Middle School as principal. And from there, uh, when I felt it was time to leave, um, took a couple months off, maybe four or five months off, and then God just started opening up doors for me um, at St. Thomas University. And so just this week, uh, was notified that uh, uh, I went through this revision process um, and evaluation process, and just this week uh, being recommended as a, they call it Schedule A part-time professor, so whatever. Yeah. So it's, anyway, uh, I accept that very humbly because I really love what I'm doing, so uh, I, don't, I don't see retirement as a static thing. It's obviously something, I just see it as a different page in my life and in our lives as a family. Mm -hmm. And so my role right now is uh, varied. I'm teaching, I'm supervising teacher candidates as they go out into the field, and I'm, I'm helping uh, manage the virtual learning and teaching mentorship at the school and all kinds of stuff. It's really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And so I've been, I've been in this period of transition now for the past few years. And concurrent to the transition of working um, out of one aspect of public life uh, into another. There's also been transitions relative to church life. And so for about 10 years, I was, some of you know, and most of you may, may know, I was an elder in this church and uh, really felt called to that, just as I felt called to uh, my vocational work in the systems that I'm in. And through all of that, um, really saw a lot of parallels. Every time something was going on in my public life in terms of my career and so on, it seemed to be paralleling to things that were going on in church life and spiritually and so on. And so um, that's just a little bit of background about who I am. So uh, right now, uh, there's a lot of things that I feel like are on my heart to share, but I'll let Joe lead with the questions because it's a lot easier to do that. Um, it's been a while since I've uh, had a chance to speak to the body, and so I'm going to let Joe help no, me. No, Gary, in that. that's really helpful, yeah. and I think Gary maybe sort of two things combined, mm -hmm. um, and maybe not people would maybe not realize, but just in that transition from what you're doing for 34 years, both in your sort of professional <laughs> life and then. A big change in church life as well, mm -hmm. and then lead, coming into COVID. But even before COVID, I know there were some struggles mm -hmm. and um, changes and transition. And I think Penny Boober just put in our chat 
uh, refirement instead of retirement, and so some fire in there as well. Um, thank you, Penny. Uh, and then Leave maybe transitioning into, I think it's important because a lot of people in the past year have gone through and will, big changes in life, job changes and family changes, church changes, and that, that can be a struggle. I mean, even if they're good things, yeah. but then, so maybe just a briefly on that, but then also, obviously, for all of us, COVID, we've almost been a year now, and just some of the struggles and changes that come with that. So I think it's important just to realize a context that there yeah. were some things before COVID, but then COVID maybe yeah. expose them even more. Yeah. So obviously with COVID, COVID is, is, uh, has been a challenge for everybody. Uh, but as I said to Joe the other day when we were out for a walk, uh, it wasn't as if we didn't have any challenges before COVID hit, right? <laughs> so life was, life is full of challenges. And, and, um, I guess for me, for the past few years, um, I really have been dealing with a lot of, uh, I, guess, I guess it would be fair to say disillusionments would be one, one area of, of, of challenge that I would say has been quite pronounced. Disillusionments, and then of course, disillusionment fosters discouragement, and at times even fosters depression. And so, for those of you who know me, going back decades, um, I know that God has really helped me in the areas of those those three. But particularly with the area of, in the area of depression, there's it's you know different people have their struggles, and um, certainly one of those areas that I recognize in my life and have been able to work through and recognize the triggers of and so on is the area of depression, and. Uh, over the course of the past few years with the transitions leaving my work life in the school system and then leaving eldership having to deal with just the whole change with okay gary asking myself very honestly what have i founded my identity on like where does my identity lie and what is my identity rooted in now those of you who know me know that I find my identity in Christ, and, and I found, you know, like, that, that is a truth. I, there's no question about that. But the reality of it is, is when you um, are living in systems such as in my job environment or in the eldership, they become part of you. Those things become part of who you are. And so they do become part of your identity and when those things are removed or when when you leave those things you have to sort out again your identity you have to sort out again okay what really was my identity founded on so you go through this reinventorying of everything having to do with your life and so honestly before covid well before covid two years or so before covid I, I just realized that a lot of, I had, if I was honest with myself, a lot of the motivations I had deep within my heart, deep within my soul, relative to my mo motivations with respect to ministry and what that looked like, a lot of that I was doing for myself. And not, not all of it, for sure, but there were certain things where I just felt like, you know what, if I'm honest, a lot of that was feeding my ego. A lot of that was feeding uh, a sense of a need to be needed. Uh, you know, th that whole area of, of uh, you know, uh, finding, my, finding my purpose in 
the recognition that people might give me in certain things, right? And so um, I recognize and I still do believe that God has gifted me in certain areas. I, I think that one of the uh, first things, that, one of the main areas of gifting in my life that God has given me is a gift of faith. I like, you just don't, I can't, I, I don't even understand how that happens, but I just believe God. I just have this innate sense and trust in God. But I'll tell you, that one has been tested in the past few years because I've walked through a period of time where it's been completely devoid of any feeling with respect to feeling the presence of God, if I can use that term. Not that we rely on our feelings, but it's nice sometimes when you sense God's presence. Well, that's been absolutely absent. And then I was thinking about this a little while back and thought, what is faith but living with the absence of complete feeling at all about any connection to God? I mean, that's faith, isn't it? Isn't it? So there's been that part of things for sure that's been tested. Um, disillusionment with respect to um, just putting my trust sometimes in systems. So I'm talking now about church systems. I'm talking about church uh, perhaps even in the way that we do things, you know, putting my reliance and trust in that and perhaps in individuals more than I should have, for sure. And so um, recognizing, okay, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's, that's, that's got to go. And so that's been really quite challenging, honestly. That's been hugely challenging for me. And God has really challenged me and my allegiances relative to uh, him, you know, he's just saying, like, are you gonna, are you gonna put your trust in this, or are you gonna put your trust in me? And, 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 uh, you know, I, I've chosen to put my trust in God, and I just feel like there's been costs attached to that, and it's been difficult. It's been, and that's before COVID. COVID is like, oh, COVID's the icing on the cake, right? <laughs> COVID is like, oh, oh, we got COVID too, right? We're gonna throw COVID into the mix, and. Uh, so anyway, that, that would be kind of the no, pre Is that fair? Is no, that that's really helpful. I, we appreciate your honesty. And I think just as you've been sharing, Gary, um, I just think it's so key because, you know, this affects all of us. Mm. Yeah. So kids, mm -hmm. youth, whatever stage of life, university, you know, we all go through transitions and we do, whether we know it or not, put our identity, find our identity in mm -hmm. maybe our grades or our sports or our activities, Something. our job. Yep. And those things are going to change or those things yeah. are going to, and so what's left and even looking through the book of Acts, I think yeah. allegiance is a, a great yes. word. We're, yeah. we're seeing people, you know, 2000 years ago, put their allegiance in Jesus and mm -hmm. it costs, yeah. it costs them. And there's changes yeah. that come with it. And just helpful to put some application to mm -hmm. that in our day, in our time, in our context. And so Gary, maybe, you know what, like the great thing about God's word we're given so much uh, teaching, we're given so many examples, and so maybe we can tr just transition uh, a little bit and just how has God provided some help yeah. to you with these challenges? And so let me just say, like, in God's Word, you know, we have Psalm 46, mm. be still and know that I am God. You know, we have these Psalms, you know, mm -hmm. David saying, God makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still water, he restores mm. my soul. We see Jesus in the New Testament, crowds and miracles, and everything, but he gets away yep. to be with God. He gets away with his disciples to rest. Um, so there's lots of different things, but maybe 
what are some things you've learned, applied um, during these last 10 months, these last couple of years um, to help with some of the things you've been hmm. well, journeying through? Whew, well, there's lots there. Um, well, I think for one, in all of the times that I've had the opportunity to preach and share with the church and, and do things within the church community, um, it would come as no surprise to you that I've been a proponent of carving out time for Jesus in our lives. And in even doing that consistently now for a long lot of years, I just felt like something, I'm just not hitting, I'm just not, something's not hitting where it needs to hit. And especially now with COVID and the challenge of COVID and isolation and so on, forced isolation and so on, um, I just felt like, you know what, if I ever had an opportunity to find out what that is, I need to do that now. And so um, I've really learned to value and practice in my own life uh, a slowing down, if you will. And so there's a great book out there. I've actually, um, I've listened to this guy's podcast for a while. Um, he's a church leader out in, in Oregon. His name is John Mark Comer. Uh, I just ordered a book of his called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm -hmm. um, and I know the book is a good book mm -hmm. because I've heard the book spoken, but I mm -hmm. bought the book just to have it and, and for Barb and I to share it together. Mm -hmm. But it's just about... How am, how am I hurrying in my life, even though I'm retired? How am I hurrying in my life? What, you know, what is, what is, the, what is the thing that is, what are the things that are taking uh, my attention? And so um, what I've learned to do and, and learned to practice, and it's really been very, very helpful, is learning to understand that, you know, okay, it is absolutely essential that I, that I, have a life where I'm reading scripture and that I'm and I'm worshiping God with my mouth and singing and all mm -hmm. that stuff but I've also learned the value of silence and consciously making the, the decision to stop the squirrels on the hamster wheel in my brain because it's been hard it's been hard like like there's just so many you have so many thoughts going on in your head and of course with the the encumbrance of social media and so on, I just had to stop. Mm -hmm. I had to stop. I had to stop and, and practice um, something that is going to help me in relation to getting off, if, I, if mm -hmm. you can use it, the merry-go-round. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the biggest things for me, and I don't even know how it works, but I know it works, mm -hmm. is this consistent daily taking 10, 20, 30 minutes start small, do whatever, you know, fits for you, and just sitting in my chair doing nothing. I'm not saying anything. I'm not reading anything. I'm not singing. I'm just sitting in my chair. In silence, it's, I would call it an intentional passivity. So I'm being intentionally passive and I'm worshiping God in that by just giving him my presence with his presence. Just, God, I just value, and I'm just, I'm just sitting in your presence. 
And you know what? The thing that I've noticed over the course of the last number of months in doing that is that God has begun to restore some things in my life that I feel um, have been missing. And now it may not be apparent to everybody around me closely, but I can feel that there's something different. I know that what God's doing is that he's given me a greater depth of understanding about his love. And he's great, given me a greater understanding of joy. And I, I, I'm typically, honestly, like, I am, I am, by default, I'm a negative person. You say, what? So, yeah, true. Um, I'm, I typically am a negative individual. Uh, but I need God's joy in my life to supplant that negativity. I need God's joy in my life to supplant sadness in my life. We've had some sad things happen in our family over the past few years, and those things, if I'm not careful, they can be, they can eat, eat you up, and I need God's joy to infill, or fill my life and infuse my life, so there's love that God has supplanted anger, and I just realized, like, I've got some anger in my life. I, I'm angry, like, like, working through some of these disillusionments and discouragement, I was angry at individuals, at systems, and so on, and you know, at the end of the day, I got to deal with that, and if I focus on the anger only, and focus on the sadness only, it'll only get worse, so what I have to do is focus on the giver of the things that are opposite to those things, the focus on God, who's the giver of love, he fills my life, he has poured out his love in, in, in my heart via the Holy Spirit, right, he's given his love to me, he's given me joy in my life, he has given me peace to overcome the anxiety that is associated with all those things. And we're living in a world that is just so filled with anxiety. And so I trust God for his peace. I trust God for his trust, that I trust him. So that I'm not afraid, because the opposite of fear is not being brave. The opposite of fear is trust. Like, I'm going to trust in God. And so I can have hope, right? And so I have hope, and hope, what it does is supplants despair. And so when I'm in my chair, silent, what's going on through my mind is when my mind starts to wander and my mind starts to think about all the things, I remember Betty came up here, remember we had that meeting where we, we were just silent in here, remember that, Betty? And you're like, I've tried this, and I just like, my, I have, like, I think you used the term, I have like so much going on here, I just... When that happens, I just say, in my mind, I just pray, God, I receive your love. Mm -hmm. And I just think that. I'm not saying it. I just think it. I need to be quiet before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's a practice in Scripture. Psalm 62, if I can find it real quick. Mm -hmm. Psalm 62, um, at the beginning of that psalm, if I can find it real fast, it says this. My soul waits in silence for God. My soul, my soul waits in silence. And so, in silence, I've learned to just wait for God. I'm not great at it. There are days I wonder, like, did anything really happen there? But then I'm reminded as the day goes on, I'm starting to see God at work in different things, and I'm able to find opportunities even in the restrictions that we're in, to be able to share God's love. It might be with my family, it might be with acquaintances, it might be with someone at the superstore. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm finding that there's fruit in it because I'm able to have a healthy disconnection from all the distractions out there. Like the worst thing ever, folks, really, the worst thing ever is to get sucked down the rabbit hole of social media and all the garbage that was going on in the United States and all the stuff that's going on in Canada. Man, you got to disconnect from that stuff. It's like you got to disconnect, a healthy disconnection from those things. I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned with what's going on in the world, but there needs to be, we need to be healthily disconnected so that we can be content in God. And I have not arrived, so I'm not speaking as someone who's arrived, but... No, Gary, that's all really, really helpful. And I was just going through again this week, um, and we see in Mark chapter 6, even in good things. Mm-hmm. So we have Mark 6, the end, Jesus with his disciples. I mean, people are being healed. He's mm-hmm. preaching. Kingdom, all the things we've been asking for, kingdom of God coming in power. Mm-hmm. And they were so busy, they didn't even have time to eat. That's what it says. And yeah. then it says this, Jesus said, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Yeah. So even in good things, yeah. and I think that's one of the things that we're trying to learn is that, mm-hmm. and you're going to laugh and everyone will laugh because I've got my four W's for this morning, okay? Of course, of course you And uh, we'll transition into just yeah. to end maybe yeah. some tools to yeah, sure. help us. But yeah. I'm putting some words to what Gary's talking about. We're in the Word, so we're in God's Word, and there's all kinds of different ways for that, and we're always trying to model and teach and that we're worshiping, so mm-hmm. that's together, but we're worshiping on our own to Jesus. I'm going to add one you didn't mention, but just if you're able, go for a walk, just even getting some exercise and being out in nature, and John talked about <laughs> that earlier. And then I think maybe one of the parts I'm going to say for me, what I think you're saying, Gary, and maybe for us as a church that we've been missing, so it's not that we get rid of all those other, we're, we're cultivating, if, we, if I can use another W, and you said it, we're, wait, we're learning to wait yeah. on God. We're learning to be still and know that God is God. And that's hard because yeah. as you and I have talked, and I think we shared it back in December when we took a morning just to try to model some of these things, is even if I take time out to be still before God, my brain and I'm a to-doer, my to-do list, I'm like, I'm wasting time because look at all the things I could be doing yeah. and to transition to say, this is actually the most important thing mm-hmm. to be doing. And as Gary said, because being still and knowing God and learning to hear His voice and learning to meditate and receive His love and all that, that affects everything else in the rest yeah. of our day, both yeah. in our family, but also our witness and everything. So Gary, I know our time's going, yeah, so this great. has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe anything else you want to just share about some tools or anything else you just want to share kind of in closing, and I'll get you to pray for us as well. Well, I I just want to pick up on when John shared this morning. Um, So I'm not going to, 90% of what John shared about the rocks and everything, that was wonderful. It was good. But he mentioned one thing I thought was really interesting. Pam sits on a rock and (laughs) waits in silence. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And there's something, about, uh, there's something about whether you're 12, 11, or whether you're 62 or older. I'm, no, I'm not 62 yet. I'm 61. <laughs> but whether you're 61 or older, uh, folks, these things are not optional. Like, we must find our strength in God. And 
we are, we've heard it a hundred times, we're human beings, we're not human doings. It's about being in God's presence. And you know what? I think even sometimes in the song that, that uh, was sung this morning, Grace sung it, uh, When the Music Fades, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I think sometimes we've made even worship and meetings idols. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think those things can become idolatrous mm-hmm. because we rely on meetings. We rely on life groups. We rely on this relationship or that. They're good things. Mm-hmm. Tim Keller talks about it. Like, those are good things. But if they become the vehicle by which we find our life in God, it doesn't work. Because He wants us to find our strength in Him alone. And so all those things are great, and they do help us. And we are not to forsake the gathering of ourselves together. We are to worship God, and yes, it's wonderful, and gifts of the Spirit, and all those things are wonderful. But He calls us to Himself first. So when Jesus comes away, He says, "Come, come with me. Come away with me. And he wants us to find that time. So I challenge you, not, it's not about how many minutes a day you read your Bible or how much you pray. It's just like, find what works for you folks and rest in him. You're the, you're the branches. He's the vine. Like, find your strength in him. And I'm, I'm still doing that. On, I'm still working through all of those things. Um, so here's the thing. If you would like, I would like to have a dialogue about these things because sometimes we just come together on a Sunday morning and we listen to stuff and we make our notes. That's good. But if you want to have a dialogue about these things, I would love to have a dialogue about these things. So if you want, I mean, um, if you would like to, I, th- I just thought about this just now. Is that okay? So I'll tell you if I'm it think, isn't I'm after think, you say it, okay? I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking on the fly. Actually, I just feel like, I feel like, it's really hard, it's really hard on a, in a meeting like this to, like, where are you at with this, and what are your challenges you're facing, and what are you doing that, that works in your life with God? I'd like to have that dialogue, and maybe we could arrange to do that um, in an online format, because it's probably the most easiest and convenient right now, otherwise we do it face-to-face, but I, I think it would be nice to be able to have... Um, yet another Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My life is a Zoom meeting, but, <laughs> but if we could do that, it w- is that something any of you would like to do, is just have it, like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what these things look like, because I haven't arrived, and I, you know, I, I'd like to hear what, how things are working with you, and maybe you have a question. Maybe, maybe, you know, you're wondering about this or that. It's like, oh, I don't, you know, like, uh, is it okay just to spend time in silence before God? Any of those questions you have, there's no bad questions, no dumb questions. But I, w- I would love to pray for us, for me, yeah. and for you mm-hmm. this morning. Is yes, that? no, that'd be good, Gary. So what we'll do is certainly we have our life groups this yeah. week as a vehicle for those yeah. sorts yeah, of that's right. um, discussions, and we can find some other ways yeah. um, to do it. So if we're here in person, why don't you stand, and Gary, mm-hmm. just pray, and then we're yeah. going to have a closing song just to really pray into this. And if you're at home... Mm-hmm. By all means, please uh, receive this prayer as well. So, Gary, I'll let you pray for us. Thank you. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we just uh, thank you this morning for who you are. We thank you, God, that you are a present God, that you have revealed yourself to us 
and you have given yourself to us in the person of Jesus who is our model and he's our he's the one we look to and if we want to know what you're like Lord God we look at Jesus and you've given us so much and so Lord I pray right now that you would help us as a body here in Fredericton Lord I pray that you would help us uh, as we look across our culture and we see so many things that are missing and God we see the high rates of anxiety and problems and challenges God we need you we need you to help us God would you give us what we need as we as we seek you and as we look to you God would you give us what we need would you help us to establish patterns in our life that that are um, against the culture father would you help us to be countercultural in the way that we spend our time that that we would be with you and that we would know you and that we would continue to love you and to cherish you and god would we find ways god to be able to uh, just hear your voice more clearly god would you do that in jesus name amen, amen. Great. Thank, thank you gary all right well you can just stay standing and grace is going to lead us in